of kings to reign over you. His reign supersede any earthly kingdom in the mighty name of Jesus. Will you just in your own words, hallelujah, invite him to be the Lord over your life. Will you ask him to be the Lord over your life? Beloved, when you say reign over me, say I surrender my life unto you. I surrender my life unto you. Reign over my affairs. Be the Lord God. The El Shaddai God. The one who was and is and is to come. Oh, the mighty one of Israel. Hey, the mighty one of Bristol. In the mighty name of Jesus. The bread of life. 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 Father, feed us today till we can take no more. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Kebra kataya manabros, kebra kapapa yakata. In the mighty name of Jesus, Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. We are grateful. Beloved, will you show some gratitude to God? Thank you, Jesus. Oh, what a powerful service. Praise God. And a mighty service in the presence of God. Hallelujah. Will you turn to your neighbor and say, it is great to serve the Lord with you. Hallelujah. It is great to serve the Lord with you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Beloved, let's appreciate the choir. Hallelujah. Praise God. What a a mighty worship and praise. Hallelujah. Let's appreciate them. Hallelujah. Praise God. God bless you, choir. That was a beautiful worship and praise. And to God be all the glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 
I see the glory of God over you. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes you go through challenges, you go through situations, and you think that there is no beauty in your situation, praise God. But because the Lord is with you, hallelujah. Some would say, the Lord is with me. And if the Lord be with you, what can be against you? So because God is with you, all those things will come at you to push you down. But because the Lord is with you, as the enemy pushes you down, the higher the Lord lifts you up. I see you being lifted up in the mighty name of Jesus. It doesn't matter where you are right now. The Lord lifts you up. The Lord elevates you. The Lord strengthens you. The Lord beautifies you. The Lord changing your story in the mighty name of Jesus. The Lord changing your story in the mighty name of Jesus. I said, the Lord changing your story. I don't know what has been the, the handwritten of the enemy against you. Hallelujah. But today, the Lord is changing stories. Praise God. The Lord is changing stories. Praise God. Your life will be rewritten in the mighty name of Jesus. I see a new chapter open. Man, a new chapter of your life, hallelujah, that is open, hallelujah, and the hand of the Almighty is rewriting your story in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is in the business of rewriting stories. Praise God. They said you cannot cross this line and he passes you over the line. Hallelujah. They said you will not achieve this. This thing will not happen unto you. In fact, from generations, it has not happened in your family. But the Lord takes you over and above in the mighty name of Jesus. And today, the Lord is rewriting a story. Hallelujah. He is rewriting. I don't know the, the ordinance of the enemy against your life. Hallelujah. But the Lord is rewriting the story. Hallelujah. And the hand of the Lord cannot be blotted out in the mighty name of Jesus. From this day forth, hallelujah, your story has changed in the mighty name of Jesus. When they looked, they saw you and they ran away. Now they will see you and run to you in the mighty name of Jesus. When they disqualified you, now they will qualify you in the mighty name of Jesus. When they rejected you, now you are accepted in the name of Jesus. The Lord is rewriting your story in the mighty name of Jesus. And beloved, every process, every bit that you have been through, it's part of shaping the story in the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody shout hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I've seen God rewrite my story, and yours will not be different. Amen. And he has never stopped. He continues to write stories. There's a new chapter in your life, and you've got to allow God to perfect his work in your life. Don't rush the story. In, don't go before the Lord. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Philippians 3, 6, it says this, I am confident in this, that he who has begun a good work 
in you and in me is faithful. So, beloved, he has already started redecorating your life and rewriting your story. Don't go ahead of him. Don't close the chapter before he finishes. In the mighty name of Jesus, allow the Lord to, to, to finish that which he has started. Hallelujah. And what are some of the ways we allow God to complete that which he has started? Is total trust and dependence on him. Hallelujah. And today I've come to talk to you from one of my favorite Psalms, Psalm chapter number 42. Praise God. And I believe this will bless you for today. This is a psalm of trouble and challenges. Amen. But in the midst of all the the trouble, in the midst of all the challenges, in the midst of all the, I mean, expelling and not being able to to be where you want to be, beloved, God is in the business of changing stories and rewriting stories. He is in the business of giving us hope. Hallelujah. There is hope for our tomorrow. Hallelujah. That is why God will change your story and give you hope. That is why God will touch you and give you hope. Hallelujah. But it might be absolute trust and dependency on God. Hallelujah. Will you depend on God? Will you trust him with your story? Some of us, our story were not so good. But we had to trust him with it. Amen. Some of us, our story was not for good listening. When you begin to talk and people just run away. Oh, so you've been like this. So you've done this. So you've done that. And they run away from you. It wasn't good listening. But now they want to hear your story. And that can only be God. Hallelujah. You know, God is a storyteller. All the proverbs are, and all the parables are the way of telling a story of the kingdom. So he knows how to put a good story together. Hallelujah. And irrespective of where you are right now, He will make your story beautiful. Although your beginning is small, your latter days shall greatly increase. What a beautiful story. What a beautiful story. When men expected you to remain where you are at, but God has a better storyline for you. The psalmist declare in Psalm chapter number 42. As the deer pants longingly for the water bruise, so my soul pants longingly for you. Oh God. My soul, my life, my inner self Nothing less of me. My whole being, my whole entirety test for God. Now you begin to ask yourself how can you test for God? 
How can you test for God? If you have seen in the history channels or the uh, nature channels and you see an animal in a, in a desert or in a dry patched land looking for water to drink, they are scary because it is a matter of life and death. If they don't get that water, they die in the desert. So the psalmist say that where my situation, where I find myself, it's a matter of life and death. God, if you don't come through for me, I am dead. When will I come and see the face of God? My tears have been my food day and night. That is a very familiar storyline for the trouble-hearted. For those going through the valley of the shadow of death. For those in the valley of pain. Tears never cease or stops from being shed. We wake up with our pillows drenched with tears because of the situation and the conditions and the circumstances we find ourselves. Tears has become our friend. Just because of desperation, just because of the condition we find ourselves, we cannot help it. Because if the Lord does not help us, no one will come to our aid. The psalmist say, my tears have been my food day and night. And can you imagine, the Bible is a beautiful thing, praise God. How as humans we need food to survive, praise God. Every living organism needs food to survive, even plants. They have their own food. If you starve it of that food and that nutrient, they do die, praise God. So the psalmist is saying that now... Tears now has become my survivor. I live on tears now because of the despair that I find myself in. But listen to this. Hallelujah. He said, while they say to me all day long, where is your God. Amen. So anytime they see the tears because it never ceases, it never stops. Have you seen somebody you begin to talk with them 
moment you say, how are you? Then all you see is their eyes are running. Tears. Because there is pain within. Uncontrollable pain. And sometimes that is how we express those emotions. So I said that as I tear up, as I find myself in this situation, there are others who are also asking. But he is in church every day. He preaches every day. He sings every day. He's playing an instrument every day. Where is his God? So now you become a laughing stock. You become a mockery to the people. Because they see your life as opposite to that which you believe and that which you have given yourself to. Am I talking to somebody today? But the Bible says, these things I vividly remember as I pour out my soul. How I used to go along before the great crowd of people and lead them in procession to the house of God. When you see the word used to, it means that you don't do it anymore. I used to. What does he used to lead a procession? So that which he used to do for God, he does it no more. He used to lead a congregation in praise. Listen to that verse carefully. He says, how these things, so they remember, they ask him, where is your God? Where is your God? And the psalmist recall how I used to go along before the great crowd of people and lead. He was not just in the crowd, but he was a leader. He was a leader, not of a political party, or of a social group, but in the house of God. Say, how I used to lead them in procession to the house of God. Just like we are here. Praise God. Like we've been led into a powerful worship, we've been led to a great presence of God, we've been led to His presence. And I find myself outside his will. Outside the presence of God. And the life out there is very harsh. Praise God. The life out there is very harsh. We only have refuge in God. Because the world is ready to kill you. It's ready to pounce on you and to strip you naked. But it pretends to offer you all, bless you. It pretends to offer you all that glitters. So why? What took him from the presence of God? Bible says the presence of God, there is fullness of joy. Amen. In his presence, 
he wiped away tears. He dried our tears. But the psalm is saying, now tears has become my food day and night. Because we are outside his presence. We have, the enemy has managed to remove us from his presence. You know, when the enemy wants to destroy you, one of the very things he will do first is to take you away from the presence of God. Because the psalmist says that he covers us as a hen covers the chicks. And I'm an African man. And in Africa, when the hawk that takes the chicks away, when the hen hatches the eggs and the hawk comes to take the chicks away, the mother hen will gather the little chicks underneath her. And I don't know how they do it. They just spread their wings as a protective guide. That the hawk cannot come and just snatch them away. That is how God covers us. Amen. He covers us to give us that protection. That the enemy cannot snatch us away. But when the devil wants to destroy your life. The first thing they will do it because they cannot destroy you. Look at Job. Say, is it not because of the protection? Is it not because the, of the hedge? Is it not because of the, of the covering over him? That is why. It was only when that hedge of protection was removed. That was the only time the devil could touch the body of Job. So the devil would gradually take you away from his presence. Why do you even go to church? Why do you even give to God? Where is God taking the money to? Don't be fool. The church is not giving the money to God there. They are spending the money here on it. Why don't you spend it yourself? He will give you all sorts of rational, logical thinking. Then you subject yourself to it you are tired. Just stay at home today. After all, you've been going to church for 21 years. What if you don't go for today? It will not do anything. But you skip one day, it's easier to skip the next day. It's easier to skip the third day. Then the enemy is gaining hold over you. He's gaining control over you. Now you are not experiencing the joy of the Lord. Because no matter how we come to the prayer, something gets robbed on us. Something get robbed on us. Like a choir master before his singers. Timing the steps to the music and the chant of the song. With the voice of joy and thanksgiving. A great crowd keeping a festival. Why are you in despair, oh my soul? Because he's left the things he used to do 
the, the praise of God, the presence of God, the longing for God. So he begins, as the deer pant for water, so my soul, I cannot do without you. Beloved, if the Lord is rewriting our story, we must stay closer to God. We should not leave his presence because the more we stick with him, the better our story becomes. Amen. I said the more we stick with him, the better our story becomes. Thank you, Jesus. The more we stick with God, the better our story becomes. So why are you despair, my soul? Because when your life is taken away from you, you have no more life. Because this is the life of the psalmist. How, how he enjoyed the presence of God. How he led the congregation in praise and in worship. And now you find yourself in a, a very dark place. You find your place where you can't feel God, you can't sense God. There is no hope for you. And why have you become restless and disturbed within me? Because there is a void. Amen. Those of us who have experienced God, I mean, when I say you have experienced God, when you have had an encounter with God, you know that there is nothing better out there in the world for you. Even when you go to the world, you know that you, you fight with yourself. You know that I am not supposed to be here. I know where I belong. But because the enemy is fighting so much for your life, not just because of the life now, but because of the destiny that you carry. So if they can get you out of the presence of God, then they can destroy that destiny that you carry. But this afternoon, will we draw closer to God? Beloved, there is no place better than the presence of God. Now with all of the pain, with all of the challenges, with all of the difficulty, he knows when he was in the presence of God, how his life was. But there is hope. And why have you become restless? Some of us, we don't have, we don't have peace. We come to church, but we don't have peace. We serve God, but we don't have peace. Why? Because we are not doing what he asks us to do. Sometimes, you see how sweet it is when you obey God. In the same way, when you disobey him, it comes with pain and grief. So, he goes on to say that, why have you become restless and disturbed within me? Hope in what? I, I want us to just check your Bible and I want you to read with me verse number 5b. 
In fact, let's read the whole verse number five, and I'll just end the service right here. Let's read verse number five, and I believe that is where the Lord is bringing us, a place of hope, hallelujah, where it doesn't matter, we might be tearing up night and day, there is hope for our tomorrow. For I know the plans that I have for you. Hallelujah. They are plans of good and not of evil. Hallelujah. I'm rewriting your story. I'm beautifying your case. I'm changing your storyline. Hallelujah. I'm taking out the ordinances of the enemy. You know how the, sometimes we mask certain words. Hallelujah. If you do wedding or sometimes those of us who are in the media feel sometimes we do something and we don't want people to see we mask it. Hallelujah. When we mask it, you can't see what it is. Hallelujah. Some of us, the enemy has masked our original intent. Hallelujah. The original intent of God for our life. And people see us and they're seeing the handwriting of the enemy over our lives. Hallelujah. They see us drunkard. They see us an addict. They see us as impossible kid. They see us as a failure. They see us as nothing will happen unto you. That is what the enemy has projected. The ordinances of the enemy as, uh, that your marriage will not function. Your marriage will not work. And the, uh, the enemy has projected that. So they, they, they see you as that. What your beautiful marriage, your beautiful children, your your beautiful success, the enemy has masked that. The enemy has masked that. But the psalmist is saying that hope in God, hope in God and wait expectantly. That word there is crucial. Wait expectantly. Not wait in vain. He says, wait expectantly. So we are not waiting in vain. What will be, will be. So when we are waiting for our marriage to work, when we are waiting for our finances to improve, when we are waiting for our academics to be better, when we are waiting for our health to be perfected, we are expectant. We are expectant. We are looking forward for that which we desire to see. And we are confessing that which we are not just waiting if God will heal me, we will heal me. No, 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 no. We are expectant for the healing. Though I might have pain in my body, but I am waiting expectantly for my pain-free day. And beloved, it shall happen. It will happen in the name of Jesus. Because he said, hope does not disappoint in Romans. For I shall again. I used to. So I will come back to the house of the Lord. I will lead the procession again. I will praise him again. Even though things are not perfected, I will return to the presence of God. I will return to the presence of God for the help of his presence. Beloved, I said, in his presence, we get robbed with his glory. You might not see it, but your life changes. Beloved, even in our pain, in the presence of God, at 
just see the goodness. They don't see the pain. They don't see the sorrow. They don't see the hurt. They, you might be shedding the tears, but when others see you, they see how pretty you are. They see how glorious you look. They see how wonderful you are. That is the presence of God Remove that mask. The ordinance. So he says that I will return again. Praise God. For I shall again praise him. So when I used to lead the people in praise. In the presence that I did no more. That I had become tears. Suffering and pain has become my food. He says. Hope in God. Beloved. It is only the dead who has no hope. Amen. It is only the dead who has no hope. So long as you have the life of God in you, irrespective of where you are, there is hope for your tomorrow. He says, Hope in God. All the despair, all the pain, all the hurt. Hope in God. And when you are hoping in God, you are waiting expectantly for your change to come. And some of the change is wrapped in the changing of story. Amen. I used not to love the presence of God, but the Lord has changed that story. Now you cannot help, you cannot do. I mean, some of us, we, we cannot help but to be in the presence of God. Because we know what the Lord has done for us. We know where the Lord picked us from. Amen. I shall do it again. So if our story must be sweet, better, we must take closer with him. Shall we be our standing? Is a God who changes story. Say, as the deer panted for water, so my soul pants after you. Beloved, we must seek him with all of our heart. We must seek him with all of our heart. We must seek him with all of our heart. You are here today. You say, Pastor, I want the Lord to change my story. I don't know what story you carry. I don't know what story the enemy has written all over you. But I say, enough of the tears. I used to love the Lord. I used to love his presence. I used to love the name of the Lord. But now it appears that his name doesn't mean anything to you. Wherever you are, I want you to lift up your hands unto the Lord as a sign of surrender and say, Father, I need you. Beloved, he's the only one who can change our story. He's the only one. It's a matter of life and death. Bible say he changes our ashes. He takes away our ashes and gives us beauty.
He is the unchanging changer. He remained the same, but he changes our situations and our circumstances. The psalmist did a wise thing and did a wise move. He said, I shall praise again in the presence of God for my help comes from the Lord. Today, I want you to lift up a prayer. Talk to your father. You know how things are for you. But today, God is changing that story. Maybe you yourself, there's nothing good to, to read about yourself. But today, if you stay closer with him, if you seek for him with all of your soul, if you love him with all of your heart, and if you confess him as your Lord and Savior, if you ask him to reign over your life, he becomes Lord of all. And your pain becomes his pain. Your hurt becomes his hurt. Manebros. Your burdens becomes his burden. And he is the burden remover. He is the yoke destroyer. He wipe away tears. And he is the restorer of the broken walls. In this service, every broken walls is part of the story rewriting. Oh, I see Nehemiah fixing the broken walls. And the story changed. And the story changed. And the story changed. While the Sambalat and the Tobias came against him, the Lord did a quick, short work in righteousness. That in 52 days, he accomplished that which he had started. Kamanevros, Kebrakata, Yebrakapapayakata, Kemanevros, Kabrakata Yamande. Father, in the name of Jesus, as your people present themselves before you, may you do a quick, short work in righteousness. May their stories be changed and changed forever. May you beautify their situation and that circumstance that caused pain and hurt. Father, because you are with them, you take away the pain. You take away the hurt. You take away the bitterness. And in as your people are in your presence, the hope that does not disappoint as you write on their new chapter, 
father put laughter in their mouth. Let their countenance be changed in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Bless your people. Change our stories. And as we wait expectantly for you, we know that our story is beautiful. Many would want to hear and many will come to listen because you beautify our life in the name of Jesus. Heal your people. Deliver your people. Elevate your people and prosper your people. This week, and the rest of their days. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Did you receive something for today? Why don't you put your hands together for the Lord and bless him. Amen.